We are all busy people. We have lives, families, and not a lot of time to dive into the things we may be curious about. Luckily, podcasts provide us a way to consume the knowledge of others in a way that doesn't interrupt our day, and isn't really all that creepy for them either. Let your friends know about your favorite podcast, and if they are a Destiny fan and you're tired of answering all their lore questions, send them to us. We don't mind breaking them in for you. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on September 27th, 2019, over on twitch.tv slash Chat as we continue our discussion over fallen leadership. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to refer to as the advanced segment of the week's exploration, so congratulations to those who signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 and this is the Baroness with the Inheritrix of Nemesis, Green Eyed Music Lover. Also known as the Lore Madame. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And last it's but what? definitely. <laughs> and last but definitely not least in the hot seat as guest co host, we have our good friend Infested Potato. Potato, how are you doing? Good. I am good. I'm still. I, I'm enjoying this new little. Like, what is, what is green? <laughs> green mm-hmm. introduces herself. I got, I got mm-hmm. grief earlier because i didn't refer to her as the lore madam oh really uh, i didn't yeah. notice that mm-hmm. hmm. that's okay i i'd rather be lore madam than Laura daddy so <laughs> well it was <laughs> it was funny i was i was in a uh, another little chat with some uh, like a voice actor project and uh i think it was a uh, hex or star mm-hmm. they renamed me uh what is it d billy uh oh good lord i'm forgetting names again um d bradley baker they, nice. they, changed, they changed my name in the chat to I, I came back into the chat and like i'm like why am i not why am i typing is who who's oh that's funny <laughs> i just kind of i was like you guys are clever so that was nice fun titles the oh. lord daddy dating sim black flag that is something that anon pig is in charge of what? go mess with him oh for those of you that don't know uh d bradley baker was a Varric, and he was also the voice of the uh grave mind nice but enough with the chatter i know everyone is Mm -hmm. looking forward to diving into the discussion so let's get right into it let's take a quick moment to chat about this week's lost lore And this week, actually, I wanted to take some time to discuss some of the deeper connections uh, about not just within um, not within the fallen leadership, but actually something that uh, Potato actually brought up within the last city. So I'm actually going to turn it over to Potato for this week's Lost Lore uh, since he brought it up. Uh, But he was he was curious about thoughts and ideas around the ideas around burial practices of the last city. So I'm going to let him kind of lead lead the uh, meandering through this this particular tangent for a bit. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep it as short a tangent as I can because it was just kind <laughs> of a random thought I had I had yesterday. I was listening to the uh, Crucible uh, cast from last week, and they were talking about the immortality of uh, the Guardians and things along those lines. And it kind of it kind of uh, got me thinking, you know, you know, with the 
I'm guessing it's general knowledge. I mean, we haven't have confirmation. seen it with uh, Porkchop bringing Aldrin back to life that a ghost may not have found their guardian yet because that person has not yet died. And if if that is so, is that something that kind of that happens regularly within the city? You know, we have all these stories of ghosts that have not yet found their guardian or they haven't found them yet. They've been searching for centuries or decades or X amount of time. And um sorry train of thought uh and so my my thought process was is if that knowledge is known to the city's civilians to the to the just the regular people of the city how would that affect their religious beliefs and how that affect their um uh how would that affect their burial practices because you know we they talk about you know if somebody dies right or say they're killed in combat if if that person has the possibility of coming back as a guardian, while they may forget their former life, you're are you just going to bury your loved one, or are you going to let the ghosts kind of go over them and see if that is you know see if that is their guardian, their chosen person? Now, if they you know I know we say that the ghosts have uh, picked people from the long dead, but we've seen that ghosts can one resurrect the recently dead via Aldrin, and that they can also bestow their gift upon someone that which was the child in ghost stories or the, uh, the recently dead child in um, ghost stories. I retract that. Not yeah. recently. confession, confession. Uh, yeah. Of hope. Confessions. Yeah. Confessions of hope. That's it. Thank you. Um, that was really sad. Got a sad one. Um, but yeah, so I'm thinking like, I should, my thought process was, you know, what, wh- how would that affect it? Are they telling stories to their children? Kind of like today's, some of today's like major religions, Christianity, uh, judeo uh, judeo christian uh things islamic things like that you know you know be good because you know you know one day when you die you'll go to heaven or go to hell or something like that like do the 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 parents of the city or do the like do religious sects of the city say you know you could be one of the chosen and not even know it kind of thing and how that would affect or shape their society we've never really seen it and we've never really dove into into that and that was just something that I I, th- I thought about, and I thought it'd be really kind of cool to hear what other people thought about it as well, because we have this you know this super huge city in front of us with a mix of all the cultures that are still rela- left out of the collapse with one common variable: the guardians, the ghosts, and the traveler. And yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at with that one. What are you, I don't know what you guys think. So I think we kind of see a little bit of that within the dodgeball card. Um, actually with the, the Reina and she does like the Titan salute, like, you know, there, I think there mm-hmm. is, and you see that with stolen intelligence too, right? Where we supposedly see, um, snippets of Eris and what is, what I think a lot of people assume is Asher playing together as kids within the last city. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that humanity as a general practice is inseparable from, from religion i'm gonna make up a word but basically like religious religiousizing things that are just beyond our understanding it's a very common you know thing if you look past if you look in the past of just in reality you can see that with like the the conquistadors uh with south america you know that was that was a Mm -hmm. big component of that um I, I would be very surprised, especially with the history that we have from Jacob Hardy's, you know, uh, the Moon X cults and stuff like that. Right. So you see, you already have the groundworks. You already have the groundwork for a religious, um, uh, a religious worshiping of the traveler, whether for good or bad. You know, you can debate on that mm-hmm. all you want. 
but within those cults i you know that was that was during the golden age that was that was during pre-golden age even mm-hmm. um and so that was prior to the guardians existing so if you have those cults that are you know coming into power significant political power significant power mm-hmm. um and then you you have the collapse you know everything kind of goes to hell in a handbasket but then right. you start finding oh wait you can be literally resurrected and come back as you know as a god. A, a, a god um essentially yeah i mean i i think that it would be i think it would be silly not to expect that to have some play in in the burial practices if nothing else Mm-hmm. of civilians because i mean you you also have the last city is you know in, under a constant threat of attack so they're going to be gar- right. they're going to be trying to gather as many of these super soldiers as they can that yeah. alone you know whether that is to be you know you can have that do because you see that well actually you see that with aldrin uh, in that mm-hmm. cutscene, he is laid out, and that's a common practice even today. Like awake is a very common practice. Yeah. You have uh, New yeah. Orleans, you know, does a huge thing with wakes. The mm-hmm. Irish have oh, yeah. a huge cultural, uh, you know, there's a there's a complete process for that, and there's there's interesting historical dives that you can go into for the purposes of wakes and all that. But the 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 idea of laying a body out for X amount of days until they go through the you know the formal actually interring of the corpse that's something mm-hmm. that human humanity has done already and so to right. me i think it would be i don't i don't think right. it's far-fetched at all to incorporate that into a a uh, a practice or a cultural practice and i mean like i know chat's talking about like all the the dangers and whatnot i i don't i i mean to be honest i don't think there's a lot of danger there i think it's pra- well, it's it's pragmatic I mean, to me. here's the problem. It, here's it, the problem I have with it, as far as, and this is not necessarily a lore thing. This is just like a semi-historical thing. When you have a lot of bodies hanging out, that depending on how long they leave it in the wake situation, right? right. Well, and like, yeah, and, and to be fair, like a wake, ha- wake is usually like max like a week. Right. Like, you so. still have to dispose of the body oh, yeah. before, in yeah. some way, shape, or form, and order to keep the hygiene essentially or the um keep the area from becoming festering and then disgusting of course and i I think like the thing there you see is like short of cremation uh burial of a body is not going to deter a ghost like and we know that we know we know that cremation will will ruin chances of resurrection because of another story from ghost stories um the the titan (laughs) <laughs> the titan that uses the war beast as a weapon or um, the one that was going to get resurrected underneath the freaking cabal yeah that's the same lander. one yeah it's the yeah. same oh, one oh yeah yeah um, okay cuz i think that's yeah and then there's also i think cyril was another one um who became you know he there was own problems there but like i think there are certain practices that probably would go away because the, the possibility like you know and i think you know and and there might be practices you know to be on the flip side there might be practices that are encouraged by certain subcults because they don't want their loved one coming back you know i the mean there's is, there's a flip do you side really, there too do you really think that the city civilians are really thinking about that on a fairly large I, scale i mean because you have them th- living their lives and the guardians are so apart intrinsically 
of their lives, but even though they're intrinsic, intrinsically a part of their lives, but they're also very separate. Right. They're the protectors. It's like the military. You know, there's people in the military out there. You may not see a military member very often, though, but they're out there. They're doing, they're protecting, they're doing the job, they're doing that. And you know, they're there, but they don't affect your daily life necessarily well, and directly. See, and I, hmm. I I see where you're what you're saying. I my mm-hmm. my counter argument is in the same way that you can look at uh, let's take uh, ancient Greece in the same way that you could say that a, the concept of a demigod was not a part of that person's you know an average city because obviously demigods were were not existent. But the entire point of the story was to teach people to live to a certain to a certain expectation, right? Like the mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole thing with Heracles is to teach people to to strive to be honorable to strive to be truthful you know all this you know t- to pay to pay your dues as you as you incurred them not necessarily that incurring them was a bad thing but you will incur incur dues and you should pay them with honor and with truth um that that was actually something that was strove for now my point here is that in the same mythological sense guardians are being put on a pedestal we can argue whether or not that's deserved or not i mean i'm I'm game for that but the same thing is like but instead of it being a just a myth you actually can can arguably see one of these myths walking down the street you know like you the so again i can see i can see two sides of this coin i can see one mm-hmm. side of this coin being like they 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 worship not worship but they like they idolize idolize and the the very possibility that someone you know in in like what potato is saying like you know you live your life good and you you might have a chance of coming back as a guardian Mm -hmm. um even knowing that you know whether or not they know fully the the whole caught you know whatever but like that being the said you know because we know that they do the same thing with fallen they 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 turn they uh they use the fallen as the boogeyman for the kids, mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, and, and which which that 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 in and of itself is natural humanity. Like na- humanity has always done that. You look at the grim fairy tales. You look at any fairy tales at all. That's that's what that is. It's taking mm-hmm. something we don't understand that we're terrified of, and we're using that to teach the younger generations. But with like the mythological sense, you actually have a physical component that you can see that being there. Um, and you know, for all we know, there's a lot of guardians that this is exactly what did happen. Like we we oh, don't yeah. know, we don't know, we do know that technically. I think it's I think it was stated somewhere way back that technically there is an influx of guardians that kind of aligns with the idea of all the players in Destiny are kind of in canon present. They're not all mm-hmm. necessarily the guardian, but they, there was an influx of guardians, you know. And right, so this could yeah. be this could be an explanation for that. Um, again, I would not be surprised to to learn that there are practices undertaken in the city, and it, yeah, I mean like hygiene and you know the the health of the city and everything. Yes, but like you know, there's there's ways around that. I mean, even in today's world, we we have these processes that are allowed to be done you know we have wakes for for various cultures various reasons that i mean they just um uh in south i think it was south africa they just uh got done taking the former president who died and i mean he's been he's his body has been on a a tour it sounds weird but it's been on a tour 
ever uh, since yeah, he yeah. died, and he died like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And they're, st- I mean, they they are just now getting to the part where they're going to be looking at interring him. Um, now, part of that was a political argument between the family and the 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 government, but but the point is, is like they 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 are doing kind of exactly this over there right now in reality, and so so. Mm. Doom for Zombies uh, tweeted at us, and it looks like text from, I want to say, um, this is from the Lost Cryptarch, so isn't this like the Thunderlord type quest? Mm-hmm. So in the quest, Ghost says, and he said, listen, don't worry about dying. Death isn't the end, not since the Traveler showed up, is one right. of the... Yeah, and it, I mean, again, I go back to, we have Moon X cults, right? I mean... There's a lot of things that can be implied, and I think that this this is admittedly one of them, that this well, would change the paradigm. Blue, it, it keeps going. So that quote mm-hmm. I started with, um, since the Traveler showed up, you ever feel sad about your folks? You just wait for them to show up again as guardians? You just wait. Oh, yeah. I'm still waiting. So, so I mean, it, maybe it has happened before, and Holiday was just... You know, she's it's that it's that hope of a, you know, of a, of a young child hoping for their family, you know, hoping for their mom to come back. Who's you know never going to walk through that door again. You know, that's speaking reality. I mean, but. that's and that's Savin, right? I mean, Savin is the prime example of the Awoken, the way they handle that. Yeah. So yeah. speaking of um, first reses type thing, what about the ghost card? And I'm going to redirect us a little bit back about the, the ghost that freaked out about possibly resing a fallen. That's seven. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, Oh that. no. He's like, he's like, all right, fine. I'll do it. He just, and he gives the, he gives the gift. The, be- and he goes, the best part he goes, is he does, oh he God. does laps around the house. Cause he's like, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about it. He's like, ah, he's like pacing outside the door. <laughs> and then what was it, wasn't the other one the the other part of that was like he was like the vandal let a refrigerator fall on him or something like yeah. he's like, oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, it 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 and it was you know I'm not trying to spark a religious war here, um, you know, or anything along those lines. It's just I I was just curious of I know humanity as a society we evolve and we adapt to what's going on around us and anything we don't understand we like like Lou said we try to explain it away either with logic or with some sort of story or with some sort of you know like you know, the old the old adages you know when that was told as a kid you know when you hear thunder that's angels and if you you know the there's so many to pick from it's just i'm just really curious like i and i really like blue's take on it and i I like greens as well um just seeing it from that logical point of view and then from that historical point of view and yeah we're just it's it just fascinates me to you know think they know hey these people are seeing the dead rise and they yeah they can't remember their former life but they're seeing the dead rise essentially and what that would do to a society as a whole saying hey maybe you you never know you know or maybe you will come maybe you'll just be are people still becoming exos or are all the exos that are alive right now strictly guardians or what mm-hmm. survivors of the collapse yeah i mean we've, we've we found the technology from the braze we found right. the technology of the exos anna's been all over that you know she's shipping some of that back to the city you know so 
if she's talking with people in the city as much. That's that's true, yeah. Right. And I I mean, the other thing that I keep coming back to whenever we talk about stuff like this is like the Arthur C. Clarke quote. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Magic. Yeah, that's like the the level level four civilization. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and I mean, it's it's in in magic. There is not necessarily now. Clark was adamant about his views of religion, but like mm-hmm. the thing is, is like Clark is is not saying magic like the supernatural arcane magic necessarily always. Like there's also divine magic that he he attributes in a couple different of his of his uh, talks, but like. His point is like, you know, if there there is a point where exactly what Potato is saying, like there's a point where, you know, it is there there's there is something going on. And if we don't if we can't wrap our head around it, we will find a, a, a logical in our mind, a logical explanation. That's that's the curse of being a gestalt based creature is like you have to you you don't if something doesn't make sense, your brain will make it make sense. It just might mm-hmm. not make sense the way it actually like arbitrarily factually makes sense if that makes if that if that logic follows so your brain will will connect dots and make an implication on the information that's coming to it even if that information is obviously not complete and that's where you get the idea of of various world religions various world um mythologies the the fairy tales um you know all this stuff it's not that they aren't true it's that they are based in our brains trying to connect various points of our existence and make it make sense and that's that's really what it is again not that it's not true but it's mm-hmm. it maybe it's not the whole picture no yeah and i i totally see where you're coming from with that and uh uh dino i permanently i dude you're like my hero man because you always correct me like propose something and you're like and you and you and you you get me like you're like hey actually this is it. thank you my my gaps in my knowledge man i really appreciate that and that's not sarcasm or anything like that i'm not i actually am really appreciative of that um but yeah no that that plugs up a hole in 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 the discussion point you know he says that the uh there are no more exos being made the tech has lost the current exo population is survivors from the golden age or guardians and right. so yeah that's that's real that that's actually really interesting so like lakshmi and banshee yeah, are yeah. non-guardian exos mm-hmm. that are surviving and yeah and that's and why ada that's well and that's where ada's importance comes in right because ada is arguably a outlier of, of creation in that she was not built constructed mm-hmm. in the same vein as the other exos, exos. and exos. so there's there is a potential there as a bridge for maybe something but yeah it's it's just yeah before we dive into this for the rest of the night <laughs> yeah no 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 it's it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like again i would love to have more information about the city mm-hmm. um i can see you know chat was talking about it up there bungie might not want to get into it because you know exactly kind of what we were talking it about it, can, that it can it can get dicey really quickly but at mm-hmm. the same time you know it's a it, i go back to it's a dystopian world right. um you know, and we know that in the golden age, it's, I mean, it was called out in D1 that in the golden age, things changed, everything changed, you know, paradigms and, and philosophical biases were thrown out the window with new information. So, I mean, to, again, it's, you know, I, I don't see how this, right. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, it's, yeah. We're, I guess we're just kind of all stopping and going, we can continue or we can talk. So 
Fallen? Fallen. The, those Blue? Guys. Do we have any housekeeping notes before we get into that uh, guy no, again? No, we don't. We don't have any for this this particular one. Um, other than be sure I have the poll that's going to be hitting Discord this weekend for next month's extra lore and uh, next month's community topic. So just be sure to jump in and vote over on the Discord channel. Um, if I can get a couple minutes, I will post it on Twitter as well. But no promises on that, given my current scheduled when i'm not scheduled to be on the podcast um it will be in the discord channel uh, i i have that set up right i set that up actually right before i jumped on for the podcast uh but other than that no um yeah no not really i don't have any don't have any other than that cool all right let's do it so back into the fallen how do we how do we even do this one are we getting into specific names and talking about I them was... I was this thinking, one, or how did like, you want to do this one? I was thinking to kind of tie into the stolen intelligence profiles. Um, gotcha. So we have the mm-hmm. four names there, right? You have Mithrax, you have Ferrix, you have Aramis, and then um, Spider. Yeah. No, Fickrel. 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 Fickrel's Fick, Spider is kind of the S- yeah. No spiders. One's, no yeah, one's yeah, putting them up there in no, that same no. vein with the others. Well, and so there is. <clears throat> There is the thing of like the the whole the whole thing in the stolen intelligence is like it's a it's a profile report on these four major figures. Uh, there are two separatist and two um, I think they're called. Hang on, let me pull up my notes. <clears throat> they are called two separatist and two integrationist. Um, the other fun thing here is that the person who wrote this report is R A N one eight seven. Keep wanting to go of them, Randy. Um, mm-hmm. Because Shax? yeah, well, there's Shax. No, no, it's not Shax. It's the the fire team member in Redrick's uh, Claymore, and then we had the current the the just announced pinnacle weapon is Randy's throwing knife, and so it's just it's the only name that has R E N that has like any. Anyways, anyways, um. So a couple notes, and this is the entry called Outliers. Uh, a couple notes here, and this is a report that is uh, pretty much pretty recent. It's noted that refugee attacks are down by 70% across the entirety of the planet Earth. Um, the ba- They cross-reference to another stolen intelligence report, and it's saying that House Dusk is splintering and radicalizing due to a lack of clear leadership, which is really relevant to actually tonight's topic. And the reason why is, quote, young, follow, young fallen are appropriating and imitating human mythology in absence of a strong cultural heritage of their own, end quote. Uh, and the reason why I actually want to bring that up is that this is connected to the fears voiced by Varix prior to his departure from the prison of elders is because when he right before Varix did the whole thing with his, you know, his whole thing on um, on the I'm going to become the Kellekels thing. He made the comment that Fickrel and Mithrax are arguably some of the only left of, or no, Fickrel and uh, the House of the Baron of Kings were the only ones left from before. And the House of Kings had just been decimated by Aldrin uh, when Fickrel docked the Baron, or the Kell of the, sorry, the Kell of Kings. Um, when Fickrel and Aldrin docked the Kell, 
they knocked him out. Like they basically knocked him out of the running for anything. And so Variks was was lamenting because basically what that means is that all the knowledge prior to the fall or fall prior to the whirlwind was was effectively lost to the fallen. Mm-hmm. And so we see this within outliers that the reporting hidden is actually commenting on that. They're actually saying it seems like the fallen don't really know what's going on and they are losing their cultural understanding of everything and they are appropriating our culture you know mm-hmm. again we kind Guardian of mentioned this culture. well they we kind of mentioned this with the spider right you know he's 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 taking on human culture um and so then he he kind of comes up and he says you know hey we have come too far to pull our punches now so here here are the four major threats that this that the the guardian writing this or the hidden that's writing this is is noticing uh we have the two integrationists who are vi or they're vip 1121 and vip 3987 uh they 1121 is the code for varix the loyal who is also referred to as the kell of kells or the self-proclaimed kell of kells uh 3987 is mithrax also known as the kell of house light and then he also mentions the two separatists uh, which are VIP 4503 and 2029. 4503 is the code for Fickrel, also known as the Fanatic. Uh, and then 2029 is Aramis the Ship Stealer. And in opinion of RAN187, Aramis is actually the primary threat. And this is the one in which the the report is saying, basically, this is the person or this is the fallen that we need to focus all the firepower on to knock out. Because Aramis is actively going after, we we know that Aramis is going after Siva. Uh, she is also actively recruiting House Dusk and Disillusion Fallen to become her own house or her own version of House Wolves. Um, yeah, so so and it's just an interesting thing there. Uh, and and the the interesting thing here also, or the curious thing for me, was that this is also where we see the complete acknowledgement of Fickrel as being basically able to cheat death which we kind of see in game um but this is actually the explanation that this is actually what is happening the only I other mean, character he also makes he makes comments on it in the strike fairly right, often right. yeah and the and the reason why with that is the corrupted ether uh that that allows the scorn to be the scorn um but the the point that i was going to say there is the only other character that we see that quite frequently with is tanix um now, and this is this is also this like insert of a report is also why I don't view Tanix as really a, a contender for, you know, I think what was it? The Plasteel Throne, I think is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just I mean, that combined with the fact that, again, Tanix is really a lone wolf. Like he's not he has no interest, it seems, in actually organizing a house because the it doesn't it doesn't profit for him. He he's doing quite fine just by himself, being you know the the executioner that he is. Um, I mean, we don't have any characters named Brand, so that's good. No, I mean that's how you get pushed out of a tower, right? And eventually develop weird Ran, powers. Ran, Ran one eight seven is going to get pushed off the tower, and then he's going to form. <laughs> Who's the twins then, or the uh, siblings? God. Anyway. I'm not, I don't feel comfortable going down this road because I have an answer for you and you're going to get mad at me. Anyway, so with, when we look <clears> at <throat> Mithrax, Mithrax has a really interesting history. Um, Mithrax is actually currently running around with two guardians. We kind of mentioned this on the, the intro episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
the uh, the Outlook perfected entry actually says or actually gives us a bit more detail. Uh, the first teaser, I guess you would say, to this fire team with Mithrax was actually in the Queenbreaker, um, which is where Mithrax was seen kind of opening up a a hidden cave while two guardians were with him. Uh, we get a little bit more information. We still don't have the names for these two guardians. We know that there is a male hunter and a female warlock. Um, and they are actually, this is actually, and I had mentioned this in the introductory session. Uh, this is actually where we learned the true intent of zero hour, uh, because these two guardians were actually really nervous about Mithrax doing what he was doing. And that was testing the loyal, testing the faithfulness of our guardian. They were, they were testing the waters to see if they could trust us to bring the, us into the fold of what they were doing, what they were actually doing. And, um, this is also where you see that Mithrax actually does have a following. Mithrax has a very big following because this is where you also see the crew that is file, uh, piloting the skiff. Um, and I think that was something you had mentioned, Potato, about like the capital ship being... It, it's not a single yeah. pilot thing. Yeah, he's... he's, he's uh, the, 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 uh, sorry. Uh, doing a, just kind of a quick analysis of, of a catch, it's almost like, I would say, a battleship in terms of what... Like a battleship slash carrier slash you know life support you know it might be the last of what was from their home and those ships are big we've seen them in game they flow our heads a lot been on one or two Mm -hmm. they're they're not they're not a small thing no they are not um so anyways the the thing with mithrax mithrax actually has a pretty i mean he's already got a pretty extensive story in game um we see with uh i think it's the introduction with sure Yes, um, and I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think it's Misax. Can mm-hmm. I always mispronounce it? It is because that's because that's what she called him. Well, that's actually that's his name. That's actually his name. She we, gives we him hear the name. Mithrax. She, yeah, she gives him the name uh, Mithrax. So, anyways, it's Misrax. 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 Oh. Um, so basically, this is the introduction of Mithrax. <clears throat> this is so. This is, I would argue, where Mithrax is born, and Misrax is kind of put in the in the back because Misrax is presented here. He is a vandal. Um, he has been kidnapped by Shur uh, and brought to the Dreaming City. And this is where you see Misrax as having a very, very strong antagonistic <coughs> view of humanity and, and house judgment in general. Um, mm-hmm. He says in the second quote, you know, he says, whatever indignities she can mu- she is uh, sure she can muster are nothing compared to what he deserves. With his chin held high, he imagines shucking off his armor and lying, laying all four of his arms in his captain's hands. His captain is his mother, and she will not dock him with a scythe. She will twist and tear his arms from his body like she is shucking a fine fat crab for dinner, and he will be glad of the slow, sick cracks and crunches of his bones. He will be glad of the shame. Let him go limbless for the rest of his wasted life. Let the ether thirst shrivel him up like a Yusufi fig. Um, and so, you first off, a couple things here. <clears throat> you see that he was. You you see the true depravity, arguably, um, of the fallen at this point. Because this is, I mean, so his mother is his captain. So you know, familial connection there. But his mother is also the one that will not dock him with a blade. She will literally r- like rip his limbs from their joints. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so there's no there's no familial f- uh, loyalty, I guess you would say. Uh, and, and you get a sense that that's kind of a sadistic creature there as well. And so you see this whole thing and as as you read through the entry, you see a, a connection being forged with sure and and who will become later known as Mithrax. And the so, whole th- yeah, go for it. One thing I want to point out, and it's it's not necessarily direct tangent from you, but you mentioned that uh, Misrax that we meet is a vandal, right? Yes. In Zero Hour, Mithrax is a captain already. Correct. There's yeah, I was so, getting to that. Yeah, sorry. Because because skipping I mean, ahead. No, no, no. Well, and I think that's that's my point too, because we get the connection here that this is Mithrax. Okay, so he's a vandal here. When we encounter Mithrax, when we first encounter Mithrax, it's on Titan. And it's the enemy of my enemy at mission mm-hmm. where you actually got to choose whether or not to kill him. And if you didn't kill him, you got uh, access the to zero. Transponder. Yeah. Um, so even then, he was a captain. He, w- he became a captain, I would argue, after he got here. Because also within you, you see... Um, so, okay, so let me finish right here. Uh, basically, Sure is trying to... I wouldn't necessarily say befriend, but to ally with Mithrax, uh, because basically at the end he he's coming. So she he basically sees that she doesn't have her bow strung, uh, and so he tries to jump off a cliff to uh, to kill himself. And sure, in true fashion, uh, basically stops him. Uh, she catches him by the foot and pulls him back up. And she it's so funny. She's like, "All right." All right, and she pats his shoulder, and puts pulls him upright like a sack of pissax. Uh, <laughs> it was just, just I just I love that sure is like chiding him, like no, 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 it's okay. Um, she takes a step back, brushing off her hands against the seat of her trousers. He glowers, the surliest pissax sack this side of the great machine, hating her horrible squared off teeth and her blunt stubby fingers. Let's try this again, shall we? Drawing two fractal knives from sheaths on her thighs, she makes a perfect irreless bow before him. Thunderstruck, he sits up straight, stares. Not good? She asks and tries again. Furious confusion takes him. This is some kind of trick. Blasphemous mockery. If a six, he rumbles. She shakes her head. Nama. Sheathing one of her knives, she holds out her free hand with her fingers spread in supplication. He draws his chin toward his throat with the fresh betrayal, narrowing his secondary eyes. It speaks. Slowly, without breaking eye contact, she lays her other knife on the ground between them. The blade points towards her boot. He watches her every movement. How many secrets have the flesh lovers betrayed that this creature can make peace like a cringing dreck before his kill? She taps two fingers against her cuirass. Sure, she says slowly, and then she points at him. Honor bound, even as he simmers in scandal, he replies, Misrax. Velask see rooks. Mithrax, she repeats and then grins. Velask Mithrax, and welcome. Let's have a look about, shall we? So basically what is what is occurring here is that there is a bridge being formed between these two. Now mm. and and this is where I would argue that Mithrax actually gets kind of taught that like, you know, humanity, the awoken, they're not they're not opposed. And you see that later within the Queenbreaker, um, the Queenbreaker entries, or entry, sorry. I'm trying to see if Ishtar is going to cooperate with me this time. Um, but, like, within the Tangled Web uh, armor set, you also have him, uh, Mithrax, saying, let them have the great machine. They deserve it. 
and then you have <clears throat> kind of I, I noticed that one too sorry real quick uh that that's off of bad reputation uh bad reputation says here we can start over yeah yeah it's, it seems like those almost might be like he's still trying to come to terms with what he wants to do mm-hmm. he isn't mm-hmm. sure you know let them have the great machine they deserve it you know is maybe he's seeing the great machine as this kind of this evil you know this thing that brought essentially destruction to his people and that you know people that own it are you know warlike or destructive by nature kind of thing i don't know that was just a it was a side thought that i had you know is he saying let them have it because they deserve it because they're more barbaric or more ridden than we are i don't know yeah and you get um hang on real quick so i've no that's not what i was looking for that's a really good card what card was that that you just read brad which one the 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 queen breaker that's from Queen Breakers. Uh, no, it's the the last. sure, sure is Miss Rex. Miss Miss. Right, but Rex. you you said we would fight for the Great Machine together. The oh this... yeah, that's from the Queen Breaker, and I love that. Varus is true. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Uh, yeah, he says wolves rebel now, wolves extinct. This where live mind li- live mind things scatter must end. I will kill the mind open elixni. No spider tricks, no loyal lies. Varus's truths. We fight for Great Machine together. And and Dino is that's exactly where I kind of see Mithrax. He's 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 yep. done. He's done. He's tired and sick of all this mm-hmm. like this never ending eye for an eye BS. And he's wanting to move on. He's like, look, yeah. you, the the great machine makes the decisions the great machine makes. You have it. You deserve it. Whatever. This is where we can start over. You know. And and that's where he said. You know, like. Uh, spider tricks no loyals lie you know he's looking for truth he's he's searching for a way to coexist which again is where and i mean he says that here he says i will kill the mind open elixir so the open-minded elixir the ones who are truly still elixir not the fallen not the scorn Mm -hmm. the the you know the devil splicers who have who've mutated themselves beyond all things um you know they he's like i will lead them and that's where you kind of get the house of light and all that uh, and and you also see at the very beginning of the Queen Breaker, you see the reference that they um, they are a fire team. It says three cloaked figures trek through a cave on a windswept asteroid. As they walk, they joke, they tell stories. They are a fire team. And so and then and then like you know the warlock and the hunter are like talking, and and it's like the captain who it's it's again, but he he is explaining to the two guardians why the Elixni. You know, after after the defeat of Cybel, why the wolves bowed to Mara. And he says that we always we we've been breathe always love for honor. New promise not unmake an old wolves would have been followed Mar- Marikel forever if Skolas does not appear again. So he was explaining why the wolves bowed to Mara, but then arguably betrayed Mara because Skolas was their original Kel. As soon as as soon as Skolas reappeared, their their new their new back. promise yeah their old promise that predated the new promise took hold yeah it it just makes me think and i'm just trying to think they they've been hinting at this since you know the first mission on titan you know or that mission on titan where the enemy of enemy like he said like you know had that chance that captain just if you didn't kill him he salutes you and then you just they disappears mm-hmm. he, he gives you the generator away. yeah this has been on Bungie's mind or the writer's mind for a while. Mm-hmm. And this is, this story is finally starting to come to a head. And I don't know if we're going to see it 
in the Shadow Keep. I doubt we're gonna Shadow Keep, but in the next coming seasons, I, I want, mean, I, I again, just, I'm just really season of season know, of dawn. Yeah, I really, really, really want to know what's because I, I, I get that there's that part of me that really wants to happen, but at the same time, that can be boring. But like we, I, 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 I'm seeing all this now and kind of reading back on it. I'll take back what I said in the that question thing. Is like, yeah, I absolutely think um, it'll be. It might be just Mithrax. I don't think Varix is going to help him because it looks like he doesn't even. It looks like he knows Varix because when he when he just said in Queen Breakers, no more, um, no more spider tricks or loyal lies. Varix the loyal. You know that that's that's where I, that's and, and I know it's not capitalized in the mm-hmm. in the sentence, but spider tricks isn't capitalized either. But spider tricks, there's only one character we know is the spider, and no loyal lies when we only know Varix, you know, uh, Varix as Varix the loyal. It, it sounds like he knows about Varix, and he doesn't want a thing like like Dino said. He doesn't want a thing to do with it. He doesn't give a damn about the the Elixney's old ways. He's like, we need to pull our head out of our fourth point of contact. And we need to, you know, start over and we need to work with the people in this system. And maybe he's actually starting to go somewhere. with. The thing that's interesting is that if you look at the timeline of when we got these two different missions, when we got the enemy of my enemy was with the release of D2. That was one of the very first adventures you could do. And then you have Zero Hour, which was last spring. When this came out, it was a whole year and a half later. So they they can play a patient game with this. It doesn't yeah. have to happen right away. That's just me being impatient. I know, and the and I think Blue may be onto something with Season of the Dawn. But I mean, Eris also says we become the thing that goes bump in the night in the in the trailers. So it's like okay, I love that line too. Mm-hmm. Me That's too. Such, she delivered that line perfectly. You know that thing that goes bump in the night become that thing mm-hmm. yeah it's M- mithrax is probably the most interesting character in terms of fallen leadership you No, know, he's got the i mean varix yeah okay varix is off doing something high water from him since before we after the prison it's there's interesting no, whether or not there's no of him yeah it's interesting whether or not we'll get another civil war type situation with the fallen because there's always infighting. That's how those factions work. That's how you get the the feudal system with them anyway. They're constantly kind of battling for their own territory and whatnot. But if we see them bring up their own groups, their own colors, their own code, and who eventually becomes quote-unquote Kel of Kells, which is kind of that always drive to be the the prime of their their groups, right? The, the king of it all. We don't know if they can even unite anybody at this point. They have to first gather their own groups, and then they have to create a a situation where it will unite them all, either through might or through coercion of some sort. Mm-hmm. Well, I th- like you were saying too, the civil war is always kind of that big thing that seems to be with the fallen. You know, Aramis, yeah, she's a player, but I don't think she's as powerful as they're making her out to be or they i mean i don't think i don't I, think she's I think she's i think she's a threat but i think she's so focused on like rebuilding house of devils that it might come down to the new progressive thinking of mithrax versus the old loyalist version uh thinking of varix well think about how the fallen have always kind of their motive operanda right modus operanda where they're going for tech right that's their big mm-hmm. thing that they keep falling going for and if 
yeah, three point war blue. I get you on that one. Mm-hmm. If we have Aramis getting Siva tech, a that brings a reason for Siva to come back into play in the game. Then you have Variks, Variks, who has basically shown himself in some respects to be kind of a coward in many fallen eyes. He has to convince people to follow him. Yeah. So he's going to do it probably through politics, which is what that whole house judgment was anyway. Then you have Mithrax, who's basically pulling guardians, the most powerful thing that he can think of in the in the universe to his side. Fickrel having undead. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I see what you're saying. And I, I don't, I, I, I disagree though, that he's, I, I get that he's like teaming up with the guardians, but I don't think he's trying to bring them to his banner. I think he's more trying to unite the. And well, like, that's the thing. It's like get somebody to fight with you. But he, and you're right. He's getting the most, the most powerful thing he can find. But at the same time, it's not like he's saying, "Oh, you know, only guardians are allowed here." He's trying to bring, you know, both these. He's trying to end the essentially the fighting between mm-hmm. the fallen and humanity. You know, fight which, for the great machine. We fight for the great machine to. Which we started that path anyway because of Petra and Forsaken. Basically, in spiders, spiders, troops, essentially the hitchhogs, the hitchhog vandals. Sonic, who designed that? But they, yes, that's an interesting design. I was really <laughs> sad that none of them curled up in a ball and spun. No, nah, I wanted the, the servitor should have done that. Yeah, or like, the, or, the, or, if the, or if the servitor died, there's just this massive shrapnel explosion that just <laughs> impales everything around it. Like, I just want to put a tiny hat on them, like just dead space style. It's oh, like, god. Oh my god, what was that? Just want a tiny hat to put on top of the vandal's head. But I think the, you know, to go to go back to the the competition there too. You see like, you know, in like you you kind of read what I what I typed. Bungie does like a 3-point war. And I mean, even mm-hmm. if you consider Fickrel, it's kind of a 4-point war. But I don't really consider Fickrel. Uh mostly because I I yeah, whatever. Um I have my own like very convoluted uh, opinion about Fickrel. But like Ar- Aramis and Aramis is closely aligned with devils. Uh, mm-hmm. The last people that we kind of encountered with devils were the splicers, the devil splicers. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, and I think you're right. It gives an excuse to bring back Siva, but you also see a adherence to the old attitude towards the xenophobia of the fallen, but mm-hmm. using progressive means to fight. So that's one path, you know, old, old thought process, new weapons. Then you have Varix, who's just wanting to cling to the, to the old ways. It's the traditionalist, you know, the, 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 the old, you know, get off my lawn. This is what it's about, you know, the strength of the dregs, all that nonsense. And then you have Mithrax, who's also just kind of like, he's, he's kind of like a combination of the two. He's like, look, the old ways are no longer viable because Mm -hmm. They don't ex- like that. That's not. It doesn't work. It doesn't Our work in today's exist. world. Our world is. Yeah, exactly. We are not in the world in which the old ways worked. But at the same time, he is. A, he is adopting Varix's, um kind of the strength of the dreg esque openness to non xenophobic opinions. Which is where devils and like a lot of the fallen have always really struggled. You know, humanity has its own f- own issues with xenophobia. Uh, I will, you know, humanity has its own na- issues with xenophobia. Yes, fallen also do as well. 
I mean, there's there's a long blood war that has been going on between the two species, and and that's that's a steep incline to climb. But what we see with Mithrax is that <coughs> if the if the boat if both sides are willing to put aside the differences for just a little bit, there is some common ground that can be found with them. I mean, oh, we saw that with Varix. Now, Varix also, in, in the same way that Aramis wants to stick to the old ways, it seems. Varix wants to stick to the old ways, but Varix is wanting to ally and stick to the old ways. Aramis is just wanting to out, like stick to the old ways, but not ally. Mithrax is kind of just being like, no, I want to ally, but I want to learn from the world that we exist in now. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I was reading your in in the, the private chat in green. Thank you for all of that. <laughs> um yeah that, that's fantastic and now i really want a hedgehog um God, so, uh, <laughs> oh, it's really that is okay i gotta take that off the screen i'm gonna stare at that for a while. <laughs> um no that's great uh for those of you that can't see the the private chat of the thing uh green put up a bunch of cute photos of hedgehogs with tiny hats it is very cute one has a little like poof hat with a little poof on top of it looks like he's lost and, and he has no house <laughs> Yeah, because he's a sorting hat. <laughs> he has no mm-hmm. hat. Um, Appropriate. No, that's great. Uh, but yeah, no, it's I, I I can see where Blue's coming from with the, them setting up a three way war, and that could be the entire season of Dawn. We don't know. And then green, and then that the, the it's the three ideologies. It's really what it is. It's just three. It's three ideologies. Two, one completely different than the the other two, and one that's you know. Hey, I still want things to be the same, but I'm willing. I'm not willing to exterminate you for it. And we can, like, you know, work, work together. And then you have the people that are very obsessed with exterminating everything that is not them. So, yeah, it's that that that. What do you, I guess you got trichotomy. What the word would be? Yeah, it's like trifecta? a trifecta. Yeah, that tri. Yeah, that trifecta is almost a powder keg. Oh yeah. You know, oh, it, I mean, it, it's 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 a it's a perfect powder keg. It, one one person does one thing it causes the other two to react and if you want to use historical references go look at world war one mm-hmm. and you know that's exactly where my brain was yeah yeah with the archduke franz ferdinand he mm-hmm. he got he got taken out and a bunch of treaties took into play and if you know one person moves against the other and all of a sudden you have an entire solar system it's, there's a there's a three-letter acronym for that m-a-d mutually assured destruction Unless I'm wrong, that's what. Mm-hmm. No, that's it. Okay, like, everybody, everybody the, everybody's mad. We're all going with the mad, yeah. Um, which is honestly scary because I was playing. I mean, I, I don't know. Why I thought about this, but I was playing Mayhem the other day, and fun, fun game mode, by the way, absolutely fantastic. Uh, that's not sarcasm. I was having a blast. And Shaq says something in the beginning of it that honestly scared the ever living out of me. It says this is a this is a simulation of open all all out open war. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is at, there's 12 guardians in one arena. Super, it, it, it is, it sounds like Armageddon with all the supers going all out open war. I can't imagine what the battle, but a fallen war between the guardians, like an all out, like, like Siva, Varix, Mithrax, and all that. That's, that's a scary thought. Like all out open war. I, I just can't imagine what that would look like in game or, or, you know, if you can just use your imagination and think about the scale of what that would look like. I mean, it would make the the battle over Saturn look like nothing, in my opinion. At least, at least on the ground. I don't. I mean, unless a guardian can throw a Nova bomb in space, which that's a whole other conversation entirely. But I mean, we have the last time we saw a bunch of guardians together fighting that all had their light was in the trailer 
for mm-hmm. for D2. Yeah. I mean, we really didn't see a whole lot of that since then because the Red War uh, cutscenes, nobody had their light except for us. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, that's all that's all at war to a point, because like you said, the, the light went away at one point. But before that, you know, it sounded like Guardians were fighting back pretty brutally. Mm hmm. And, 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 uh, Disluted Duck said it would look like Twilight Gap. It's like, it's, I mean, Twilight Gap was, while it was devastating, if the wolves had been there, it would have been even. Well, and also, this, this is, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, with Twilight Gap, isn't that where Shax's team made their kind of their stand? Mm hmm. They made their charge. So, mm hmm. So, I mean, that wasn't even a ton of guardians. They had a lot of the guardians pulled yeah. back on orders of, uh, was it Saladin, Saladin. at the time? Yep. And he so. took his team and he made a essentially a counterattack, which the genius on it. Honestly, tactically, it's a genius idea. If your enemies in Ray hit them where they're weakest. Um, but I and, and Dislude Duck said, yeah, it would be like Twilight Gap. And I honestly think it would be bigger than that. I think it would be bigger than Red War. Yeah, the, the Cabal brought down the hammer on us, but Battle uh, of Six Fronts. Yeah, Battle of Six Fronts, even, you know, and that that kind of conflict, you know, it's literally a fight to the death at that point and i know i kind of get dramatic with some of these things but that's like the, that's the that's that's the world of destiny it's it's a you know it's dramatic highs and dramatic lows and yeah i mean like i keep saying bungie's is always moving us towards something some sort of narrative like you know climax of a certain storyline and i think the fallen are getting towards their narrative uh climax here where that's going to affect how they interact with humanity and i know have some people have said it but possibly uh guardian fallen or guardian elixir at some point maybe but that'd probably be like d3 or something mm-hmm. i would remake one of my guardians to make the fallen absolutely would you oh yeah there's a titan i don't, I never play with <laughs> so there's a so a lot of our focus has been on myth mithrax mainly because he's been the one we've gotten the most updated information on i think varix has been pretty mia Except for a few lore entries now and then, but even then, it's just like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? <clears throat> Do we want to kind of wrap up? Because Fickrel, we know where Fickrel's at. Aramis is. I mean, we don't have much on Aramis besides that she's a <laughs> devil. She's an old devil that really wants to rebuild House Devils, and she's wanting to Siva, find Siva. Which I mean, I don't blame her for. She saw how powerful it made them, and almost made them unstoppable until we kicked the spider, whatever his name was, uh, Axis in the teeth. Mm-hmm. Not the spider. Or spider. He was yeah. a spider guy, wasn't he? Like he like built his Yeah. Body. His his body. He was he was not he was weird. So that's an outliers with Aramis. Yep. And outbreak Ooh. perfected. Aramis mm-hmm. Aramis really I mean, you're right. Aramis is we know that she is a ship she's a ship thief. Um, hence mm-hmm. the name. Uh let me see real quick. Does she can she create a directive for siva that would give her so, the power for that devils had but without having the runaway that devils had a problem with well i mean it, mm, there's a long answer to that and a short answer to that uh short answer is maybe long answer is probably um and the reason why i kind of say that is that um so so she is she is known as the ship stealer um, and with the Kel, like that, that implies that she would hijack ships, which does imply a degree of technical know-how. Um, now the other thing with the Kel, the fallen ships is like 
Potato has said, you know, again, you have a lot of servitors involved in piloting these ships. So again, you have a degree of AI already installed there. Um, so it, it also, it's, it's maybe because I don't know if they can cross-reference the logic between a servitor and with SIVA. You know, we've seen them integrate SIVA with a servitor, uh, but I don't know. It, it just depends on what Aramis is actually doing. It, it's like the logic to control SIVA is really not super difficult. It's just you have to give it an escape path, and that's really what the, the splicers didn't do. Yeah, they, um, they made it. They made it circular logic, which is why it kind of went rampant the way it did. Um, and so, you know, again, she's she's trying to, you know, her her big thing really, and it's this is from Outliers. Uh, says once known personality known as Aramis or Aramis the ship stealer, a house devil's baroness incarcerated during the Wolf Wars. She successfully led the prison of elders during fle- she successfully fled the prison of elders during the mass escape orchestrated by Varix. Uh, Aramis is a classical fallen pirate of the old ways, vicious, uncompromising, and possessing cunning of the highest degree. Field reports indicate that she is rallying rallying violent dissidents to reconstruct house devils from the ground up. This agent believes her to be the most viable candidate for universal fall and reunification and would urge the Vanguard and other interested leadership to aggressively prioritize her destru- destruction. Um, hmm. So, I mean, and that's and that's really the big, big there. Um, yeah, and then, uh, oh, yeah, Dino's talking about, uh, sorry, I thought you yeah, were talking sorry, about something. Sorry, no, 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 you're fine. I saw, I, I saw a block, I thought I saw a block of yeah. text flying. Um yeah, so Aramis again, you know, again, the primary thing with Outbreak Perfected is that Aramis was trying basically to steal tech, really. It just happened. I I keep going back and forth because I don't know if it's necessarily Siva that she's obsessed with or if she's just trying to get weapons and Siva just happens to be where she's hitting. I mean, if she shows up on uh, Nessus, we'll find out. Right. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. right now we have one instance with her. Um, and so I'm, I, I hesitate to make a full pattern. It does seem like, and the reason I kind of feel like that might be okay is because again, devils, the big thing with the devils was the splicers. Um, you know, and so like, I, I don't know, like I says, I, Aramis is going to be of the separatist. Aramis is going to be the threat. Definitely. Fickrel, you know, he's annoying, but to be blunt, we kind of have him in control. Like, Oh, he can keep coming back. Guess what? We have an army of people who can do that exact same trick. Um, you know, to kind of make it make a light, very grossly oversimplification of the situation. Aramis, as long as he can't create more scorn. Well, he can, but we just blow him up, Meh. right? I mean, how many screeb is it going to take before he realizes that they just take one? You know, it, it's I don't know. It, to me, to me, Fickrel is like Fickrel is a threat. Like definitely, don't get me wrong. Fickrel is a threat, but he's not—he's not an unknown variable. We kind of know what Fickrel's damage is. Like he—he's just like he's a known variable. Aramis, Aramis is a new variable that is unknown, and that—that that means that the tangent that she's on, we don't know where the damage is going to come from. The other thing is—is is without the stolen intelligence card, is Fickrel actually going towards wanting to be? Right, no, leader, and, and because I, he had Aldrin. Right, and and that's the other thing that I kind of dismiss. That's actually tying into my reason why I dismiss Fickrel because Fickrel is 
he to be blunt i view fickrel as a undead version of tanix um he's just yeah i don't i don't see i mean his his biggest thing is that they are concerned in outliers their biggest concern with fickrel is that they are acknowledging that the body of aldrin sov is missing and so they are thinking that he is responsible for the reclamation of that body uh which points to the fact that the city doesn't know that aldrin is resurrected but it also says that this is the reason Fickrel is kind of on their radar is because they do know that Aldrin's body is missing and Fickrel has a propensity for resurrection. So they're like, oh, no. And he's also obsessed with Aldrin because he refers to him as the Awoken Father. So, like, you know, they're they're just connecting dots that the, with the information that they have. And that leads them to the, the realization that, OK, well, Fickrel might be caught and Aldrin would be a problem if he's resurrected again via Fickrell's, um corrupted ether, which is going to be a, a fascinatingly fun conversation to watch when Aldrin shows up as a guardian, which I think everyone yeah, universally yeah. has has agreed that they all want to be a wallflower on that that particular thing. <laughs> that's going to be a... I mean, we thought a fallen and guardian fight would look bad. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no. I think somebody said it best once on the show. There's going to be a line of people that are just like, can we just keep kicking him off the wall yeah, and his ghost yeah. can back? And then, you know, just everyone just lines up, makes a nice big line. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> the best one, the best one that, I, that I've that i seen is the webcomic where it's, I think it's Ikora is trying to talk Zavala down from the ledge of, like, just wrecking him. Mm-hmm. Do you think Zavala would actually try to wreck him, though? No, I don't. But that's why I love the webcomic is because it's like, oh, that's that's funny. Like to think that I think Zavala has more control. Like I think Zavala has I more do control. Too. He might he might walk away, but like I think he might be angry, but he's not going to kick off a new guardian, especially if the new no. guardian doesn't realize what their past well, and, was. And that's, and that's the thing, right? Is like that's that's my my argument against the whole thing. The anti Aldrin is it's not Aldrin. Like, you guys mm-hmm. can be mad at Aldrin, and I understand that. Don't agree with it. I understand it. But at the end of the day, everyone gets a clean slate. You know, we have everyone Everyone gets a clean slate when they're brought back. Well, we're also assuming, too, that, I mean, where he is, he's in, it looks like he's in the Dreaming City. Or yeah, he's, he's somewhere yeah. in the when he's brought back. Right. And he might come back and not know who he is. Yeah, that's fine. But there is so much more around him, almost like... You know, Anna Bray had her little name tag thing. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, he's got his entire. Yeah, and people. that could be the reason why no one knows where he is, is because he's like, oh, and, <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, he, and so he, he's back to life, and he might have all. I mean, he he has way more of a chance of seeing his old life, or not remembering it, but having clues to what he did in his old life than any other guardian in history. <laughs> Zavala's and, gonna retire when he sees Ultron. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. He's just gonna jump off the wall. It's like, nah, but don't res, don't res me, ghost. And if you res me, I'm jumping again. But, oh. um, but yeah, it, it's not Aldrin, but he has all the opportunities in the world or in the solar system to remember or at least see what he had done before. And you know, he has zero allegiance to the city. Every guardian has zero allegiance to the city. It's only what our ghost has told us. Oh yeah, hey, by the way, there's this place where all of us get together and we fight back against the enemies of humanity. And, you know, what if he's on his way to the city and all of a sudden he sees this picture, Aldrin wanted, 
or Aldrin killed, murderer killed, you know, and it's him. You know, there's, I mean, I know I'm just throwing spin foil out there, but I mean, his face is somewhere in the system that, you know, he's a murderer or he was killed or, or not. Oh, actually, no, not that he was killed, but that he was, you know, a, still dead or, you know, they mourn him or there's some, something up there of a picture of him being mourned, you know? So he's oh, dead. Gosh. Why am I? Yeah. Yeah. Cause remember, remember what Petra said, you know, to the, to the fallen Aldrin died over Saturn. And so, you know, I'm, I'm jumping around and speculating and, seeing a bunch of things and it's also you know almost one in the morning that's why i'm doing this mm-hmm. uh, my, my head is in places it shouldn't be we should be <laughs> wrapping up we yeah. will wrap up so using that as a wrap up hey wrap up wrap up shout outs shout outs uh one in the morning shout out to alarm clocks because <laughs> i have to go to work soon mm-hmm I am going to give a very special shout out to Mr. Dino Games in chat. He has been a I, I every time and, and I, every time I'm in, I get to hang out and see someone in the chat, or if I'm just even I'm just listening to the to the thing. Dino, dude, you are a constant stream. You are an encyclopedia of this this game's knowledge, and I every every time I have some crackpot theory or I say something that's just completely out of left field and wrong. He he is right there to freaking make sure I'm in the right, or or at least say, "Hey man, this is this is what it actually says," or you know, like that. And I and I and to no end love that that we have that in within this community. There's someone who has that like encyclopedic knowledge almost. It seems like, and yeah, he's my MVP for the night because we were just talking back and forth about the Battle of Twilight Gap, and we just you know just about what was actually being said because I thought the battle was actually. I knew that some of it was taking place within the city, but I thought when Shax's counterattack took place, it was outside of the city. And he pushed like five kilometers into the fallen lines, and that was what kind of drove the counterattack and broke the fallen. And he he got he made he pointed me right to the mountaintop thing that I should have been that I should have looked at and should have known. So you're my shout out for the night, uh Dino. You are awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh yeah. Blue, your turn. Mine was my alarm clock. Your alarm clock. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, again, just a big thank you to Potato and to Chad as well. Um, you know, again, we can't we can't do this without you guys. Uh, we wouldn't want to do it without you guys, to be fair. Uh, but it's it's so much more fun to do it with a live chat. It's also so much more interesting to have, you know, people, Potato, like you, you know, the various guests that we've had on. It always is super fun to have different points of view brought onto the show to, to argue with, to, to agree with, to debate over all that fun stuff. So a big shout out to everyone who has been a guest in the past, who has been in the live chat, um, all that, all that stuff. So, but yeah, uh, and with that being said, goodbye. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can also be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all the amazing work being featured over on thelorenetwork.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.